Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast, for Thursday, September the 28th, 2023. Every path forward will have obstacles. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I am your host here, coming to you from Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. Thank you for clicking play. I'm, I've got a picture. It's the feature image for today's show. Just go to the website and find the show for September the 28th, 2023. You'll see a photograph. Uh, during a recent summertime hike, we were approaching this bridge and I took this photograph. A recent storm had blown through. It had knocked down a tree. This tree, as you can see, if you look at the photograph, has fallen across this walkway bridge. Okay, not a big deal. We just stepped over it carefully. Thankfully, the bridge did not suffer any major damage. Neither did we. But it was an obstacle. It was an obstacle that was not there the last time we trekked through that area. It did slow us down, but only slightly. And some obstacles are like that. And at first, you know, you walk up on it and you may exclaim, oh, no, only to realize, okay, well, it's not that bad. Not that tough. Some obstacles are worse. I mean, that tree, it could have fallen and collapsed the entire bridge, forcing us to improvise and adjust our course over that creek that was below the bridge. Yet the trek would have been slightly more difficult had that happened. The path would not have been straightforward. It would not have been smooth, but we could have followed the path forward. You know, mostly... If that had happened, it would have been an inconvenience. And life has shown me that that is how most obstacles are. An inconvenience. Uh, we often make obstacles out to be, well, to be way worse than they really are. I suspect partly that's because they're unexpected. We didn't approach that bridge expecting to see this big tree had fallen down. And these things make us spend more time. And usually the time, the more time that we spend is lamenting that this obstacle exists. We don't spend more time necessarily figuring out how we can effectively navigate past it. We just spend more, oh, woe is me. I can't look at that. And, you know, the tree is tree has fallen. When the closer we got, the more we realized, okay, the, the bridge isn't damaged and we can easily step over this fallen tree and go on about our business. Not that big of a deal. Other obstacles, they are different. I'm not at all saying that every obstacle is the same. They're not. But others are different, and those are the ones that I'm most focused on today. These obstacles that present themselves because we are intentionally forging a new path, a forward path, a better path, one that we believe will take us further, perhaps faster. And because it is a new path, there are things that are going to appear like obstacles, but really we may have no way to know, at least at first, because, well, we've never ventured this way before. 
And it makes me wonder for my own life, am I seeing things correctly? Uh, For the past year plus, I have spent considerable time analyzing a podcast that I began in June 2021, Hot Springs Village Inside Out. You can find it at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Yeah, it's long, I know. I mean, what do you do when the name of the place is Hot Springs Village? You know, it's not like Inside Out is so long, but just the name of the place is long. Well, I started this show with a co-host. And about a year into it, we both got COVID. He was on vacation, and he had he was on a cruise, so he was out of the country. And we didn't get it quite at the same time, but kind of sort of close. And then Rhonda and I got it. It wasn't that it wasn't that bad for her. It was just like a bad case of the flu for me. But in addition to that, I just, we just had a lot going on. We were trying to get the house you know, ready to sell and a lot of life decisions were happening. I remained very active, um, but I was behind the scenes. I was doing production work. I was posting the shows. I was getting the recordings ready, typing up the show notes and doing all that, all that necessary stuff that you have to do to just get a podcast out into the ether. But over the course of, some time and it wasn't much time. I just, I lost interest in co-hosting that particular podcast for a variety of reasons, mostly because it was a podcast about a specific community, hot Springs village. And I wasn't there as much as I wanted to be. I wasn't there as much as I could be. And my co-host, well, he lived there. He was there full time. And so it just seemed to me to, with everything I had going on, instead of amplifying my frustration to just step away, do the behind the scenes stuff, clear my head, turn him loose, let him just do whatever he wanted to do and try my best to kind of clear the deck of all of the things that we had going on in order to figure out a path forward, a new different path. In March 2023, this past March, I moved forward from the Yellow Studio version 2.0 to version 3.0. Then by May, I moved forward some more by going to the Yellow Studio 3.1. And you should know that when I built or assembled the Yellow Studio, I'd never done anything like that before. And I started from scratch, had to learn a lot. And over 20 years ago, things were much, much more difficult, much more complicated. The technology for podcasting simply did not exist. For a podcaster to do what I most wanted to do, and that was to operate using a broadcast workflow. It was hard. It was expensive because it required hardware. You had to get pieces of equipment. I wanted to just hit record and have my sound be as good as being on a Skype call. Yes, Virginia, we were once relegated to making Skype calls (laughs) because these services like Zoom and Microsoft Teams, they, they didn't exist. Now, what this meant at the time, this meant a lot of hardware. And frankly, if you thought the hardware was daunting, well, you hadn't seen anything until you talk about all the cables that you're going to have to have. I mean, routing these cables was a major 
hurdle, an obstacle, once we conquered, well, once we conquered what we thought was the monster of, okay, what kind of gear do we need to be able to do this? Oh, and then, by the way, when you get all the gear and you got it in this big rack of equipment, it's like, okay, now there's a whole bunch of knobs. What do these knobs do? We got to, we got to tweak these knobs. And so no sooner had I hurdled one obstacle, and we're going back over 20 years ago, you know, you hurdle, hurdle one. Now you got to, now this is a higher hurdle facing me. Man alive, I just cleared that last one. And one of the reasons for this is because the learning curve was so steep. Now I'm using this obviously as a metaphor for whatever it is that you face in your life, whatever your learning curve is, and I got plenty of my own. I'm just using the LS studio to paint the picture here. Once the obstacles were overcome and they all were okay, then it was easy. I just simply fired up the machinery. I got behind the mic. I hit record and only until, or if a cable or a connector failed or forbid some piece of equipment failed. And yeah, it happened a few times. I just had this predictable workflow that, well, just worked. Every path forward will most certainly have obstacles. If only your need to learn something new, that may be the obstacle. Well, I had that, then some. Usually, there will be other obstacles brought about by the result of traveling this unknown path. You've never been here before. So something is going to look like an obstacle that, okay, it's it's an obstacle for you, but it's just part of what you endure going down this path that you've never been on before. That's why forward progress is such an individual and personal journey. Now, I can benefit somewhat from somebody else who took a similar path. It's not going to be the same. We're different people. We're on the path at different times. We've entered the path at a different spot. We've got different people in our traveling party who may be helping us or some who may be hindering us. We're going to believe different things about ourselves and about the path. We're going to see the path. We're going to see the obstacles through a very different perspective. So similar paths can result in extraordinarily different experiences and outcomes. It's why I'm sorry to tell you there is no secret. There is no formula. There is no easy button. People have to figure it out. And yes, Virginia, there is something called fortune, luck, call it what you will, happy accidents. Now, it may explain in part why so many people don't dare to venture out into unknown territory. I get it. We all get it. It's filled with risks. And something about it can be fearful. Well, it's filled with rewards too, perhaps. It's just so easy though, to think about what could go wrong. Look and listen to the news media. If you dare to challenge that idea, if you were to remove fear mongering from the national local media, you wouldn't have local or national media. It, it just wouldn't exist. If you took fear-mongering away from this industry, an industry that I used to be rather fond of, by the way, 
the news industry, journalism, if you please, remove fear-mongering. You don't have journalism. Not only in America, you don't have journalism anywhere in the world. There's a great line from the movie The Fly. You remember this old, old movie? Be afraid. Be very afraid. It's the mantra of the media. I'm telling you, no. No, don't be afraid. Don't be very afraid. Instead, be thoughtful. Be purposeful. Be intentional. Believe in things that are true. And believe in your ability to figure this out. So let me use the evolution of the yellow studio to illustrate i went from not even thinking about having a podcasting studio to saving my money investing my money and creating one prior to 1997 i wasn't thinking of using the internet for really much of anything except email at that point the novelty of the internet it was captivating it was captivating to all of us who were alive on the planet but i was not visionary enough to see what it could be, I, I, I couldn't even envision what it was. It was just this magical, cumbersome thing because nothing was easy. And that was including connecting to the internet. You tied up a phone line. That's right, Virginia. I'm uh, poor Virginia, right? <laughs> kind of like Karen, <laughs> poor Karen, uh, slow modems. The slower loading times. If you were not alive in 1997, we would log on to the internet. It would take some minutes to even get logged on. And if you went to a website, and it didn't matter what website you went to, you would anxiously watch as the web page would just appear from the top down. And it would take, it could take many seconds before you would even see an entire page. I'm talking one page of an internet. I mean, forget these multiple page things. It's like, well, that's, we're going to be here all day. It was all new and it was unknown to me and to most people. So the path forward, it had a ton of obstacles. Now, each of these obstacles created an industry. Okay. A better word would be a solution. Sometimes a number of solutions. You know, thinking back to 1997 and the industries that didn't even exist, it can it, it just startles me back to the reality when today I hear people pine about how AI, artificial intelligence, it's going to eliminate jobs. Yeah, it will. There's no question. It's going to change them. That's for sure. But if it follows the obstacles and the problems of the early Internet, and frankly, everything before the internet and since, it's going to spawn a boatload of things that we have yet to experience because that's what innovations do. Go back and look at history. It was true with the printing press. It was true with cars. It was true with planes. It was true with electricity. It was true with telephones. It was true with tractors. It was true with glass. It's been true with most everything that has come along that has changed life. So thoughts of creating a setup where I could engage in live Skype calls, which I could easily record and where I could record audio for documenting things for the future of my kids and my family that sparked me to figure this out. And I was starting from scratch. Nothing was easy. 
everything was problematic. Doable, I was told, but problematic. Okay, well, time was wasting, so it never did dawn on me. I never once had the even the passing thought, you know what? I might be better off just waiting until things get easier. <laughs> it, I didn't think that way. One obstacle is not knowing the present or the future. I never knew the present or the future. I never thought, you know, one day this won't be so hard. It That never crossed my mind. I just, okay, this is how it is, and this is what I need to do, so let's get busy figuring this out. Somebody else might have been thinking like that. Somebody else more entrepreneurial than me, and I've never claimed to be entrepreneurial, may have been thinking, you know, this is really hard. There's got to be a better way. I just knew what I wanted to do, and I knew how I wanted to do it. My path forward at the time focused on a workflow that I knew needed to fit how, how I live. I was disinterested in making major adjustments to the way that I knew I most enjoyed working. I've gone on record and said I started this podcast for myself. Yes, I started it for my kids, but I started it for me. I knew what I wanted to do. Being creative was at the heart of it. I wanted to communicate. Mostly, I wanted to document thoughts, ideas, feelings, beliefs, experiences, insights. I didn't want to spend hours and hours cobbling things together after the fact. I didn't want to edit after I recorded. I wanted to edit as part of the preparation, because for me, that's what happens during creation. I'm not saying it works that way for everybody, but that's how it was for me. A friend, he put language to it by asking me, do you want the recording workflow or do you want the broadcasting workflow? Recording is like musicians making a record. They lay down tracks. They add things, they add more things, and then some engineer comes together and he puts it all in this final product, right? There's, there's hours and hours of live recording followed by this intense editing to just get the song just right. Broadcasting is like radio talk shows. The hosts prepare their shows. They go on the air. It's live. There is no editing. If their show airs from 6 in the morning till 10 in the morning, it goes out during those four hours, and then it is over. It is done. Well, I was familiar enough with both workflows because I was always into music and knew way more about producing music than a non-musician should. And I had gone through broadcast journalism in college. Broadcasting workflow was my only consideration. I never gave the recording workflow a, a thought. I wanted to spend time creating before recording, not afterwards. And for me, it wasn't about the tech for me. I can be as big a gearhead as the next guy, but that these were tools. I needed these things to accomplish what I wanted. It was for me, it was about what I wanted to say, what I wanted to document. The message always took priority, but the tech was the vehicle. The tech was also the obstacle. I mean, how could I do what I most wanted to do and do it in a way where it didn't dampen my enthusiasm? My biggest hurdle was the fear that if I didn't get it right, 
that I would wreck what I most wanted to do. In fact, there was a time where I did that, not through, not through the hardware of podcasting, but through a website. I hired somebody. He did a great job. It was a terrific website. He built it on some platform called Expression Engine, and it looked great. It looked better than anything I had cobbled together before. But what I found is I stopped writing. I stopped producing. I stopped creating. So you know what I did? Yeah, I ditched the fancy website. I went back to just what worked for me. I didn't want that to happen here. The details of the broadcast workflow tech, that doesn't matter except to reiterate that the tech required hardware and the hardware meant more money, a lot of money. Recording workflow was much, much cheaper because you could just get software, put it on your computer, get any kind of microphone that could connect to your computer. You're good to go. It's a deal breaker for my purposes, though. And so the obstacle of money, that was apparent, and there was no way to overcome that unless I was willing to compromise what I most wanted. And I wasn't. I wasn't willing to compromise that. So you know what I did? Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do when that's the hurdle? Save. Save your money. Save your money. Save some more. Keep saving some more. Now, I got this list of, of things that I know I want. And patience was a virtue. So while I'm saving this money, I'm scouring the universe for the very best deals. The heart of the Yellow Studio were microphone preamps. These microphone preamps were about a thousand bucks a piece, and I wanted two of them because well, I had two microphones, and I wanted I wanted a two microphone setup so that I could have a guest. Even though I knew that that wouldn't happen regularly, I knew it would happen sometimes. And I ended up finding two brand new units from an authorized retailer for $4.99 each. Don't ask me how, but turns out it was below dealer cost. But I snagged two of these things because it afforded me literally to have a two for one deal. And that was, those were really at the heart of the Yellow Studio 1.0. Months and months of saving, months and months of preparing, months and months of diagramming out, okay, how is this all going to go together? How are we going to connect this? How's it going to work? And it was beginning to start to pay off. It was slow. It was arduous. And then the gear was all assembled and it was in place. And now it, be, it was <laughs> now it was really confusing because, okay, now here's all this equipment and I've got a boatload of cables okay you're going to need a cable that goes from this to that and one that goes from in here to out there and from out of there to in here okay you're going to need this kind of a cable for that first thing and you're going to need a different kind of a cable for this other thing and then there's a third cable over here i had cables on top of cables on top of cables on top of cables i thought money was the hurdle turns out well money was just one hurdle paying for all this stuff that was just the beginning about this same time, I'm helping a young married couple. They were going through a tough time, not extraordinary, by the way, the usual kind of a tough time that we all go through in that first year of marriage. And the bride says to me, in fact, almost every time we talk, the bride would say, it shouldn't be this hard. It just shouldn't be this hard. 
And my retort was always exactly the same. Who says? Who says it shouldn't be this hard? Marriage is tough. And early marriage can be especially tough because we're navigating this new life. We're navigating it with a person that we've never lived with before. I mean, the question isn't how hard is it? The question is, is it worth it? And only a husband and a wife can answer that. But I assured this couple it's worth it. And it's the obstacle that you both have to commit to overcome. Now, the bride's logic, it was, you know, well, love just shouldn't be this difficult. You know, love ought to make things easy. Love ought to make things simple. No, no, newsflash. <laughs> I got super candid, as I am wont to do. No, love makes it really hard. But as my time with them proved, the hardest part of love is selflessness. Because guess what these kids were finding? The same thing that hopefully those of us that are older have already figured out. Being selfish, that's easy. It's just easy. And that's where the difficulties arise. Selfishness is the obstacle. I've seen it. Marriages that are in trouble, selfishness is the obstacle. So that's all happening about the same time. Now, as I was constructing the yellow studio, I started thinking about this bride's lamenting, you know, it shouldn't be this hard. And every time that I would give her the answer, well, who says I would, I would say that to myself as I was sitting here in this yellow studio that I was trying to make come to life. It was so stinking hard, but I was a hundred percent confident that it would be worth it. I mean, without labor, there's no baby one step forward, two steps back. Okay. Not literally, but it, boy, it sure did feel that way. Sometime, some days, all the gears in place, all the cabling. Okay. Kind of, sort of. Okay. Now, well, how do you want to record? What do you mean? How do you want to record? Well, do you want to use an outboard digital recorder like that handheld unit that you've had for years? The one that you can hold in your hand and you can speak into. Well, guess what? It's got a line in and a line out. So you could use that. Do you want to record on your computer, on your Apple computer? And if you do, well, what software do you want to use? Okay, well, I took the same approach. What would ideally suit what I most wanted to do? What I most wanted to do was create and document. And any solution that might impede that, I avoided, like the plague. Now, what that meant, that meant avoiding recording software solutions that had a boatload of features, but features that I knew I would never use. I mean, there are lots of recording solutions out there. I, you can record anything and everything, including multiple music tracks. Okay, since I'm not a musician, except in my imagination, I avoided solutions like Pro Tools or Apple Logic Pro. I mean, these are terrific resources. They just weren't ideal for what I wanted to do. Because what I wanted to do was just record narration, conversations, monologues, spoken word. And since I already had this digital recorder, my first recordings were done straight into that. Of course, and then everybody and their dog's like, oh, you don't want to trust that. Well, I did, and I never had a problem. <laughs> Eventually, I did find software, by the way, aimed at spoken word, thanks to some friends in the voiceover community. It's a software that I'm using right now. It's called Twisted Wave. 
and I've been using it for years. It's simple. It's straightforward. It has all the features and more that I need. Well, now I was off and running and producing shows was fun. And I was creating just as I had hoped I would. Once all the hurdles were cleared, I was finding a rhythm that suited me. Now the obstacles didn't go away because there were other obstacles like, okay, well, what do you want to talk about? How do you want to talk about it? How do you want to approach it? But I found myself spending time taking notes, which I had always done, thinking about what I wanted to record for posterity, which is all I ever thought this podcast would be, me talking to my kids and my family after I died. That's, that's the whole point of this. I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote, which is what I enjoyed doing. And then I wrote some more. And that process became even more invigorating than I had imagined it would be starting an audio show, a podcast. None of that would have happened if I had begun lamenting, this shouldn't be this hard. This shouldn't be this hard. I shouldn't have all these hurdles. I shouldn't have all these obstacles. This should be easy. Hard is worth it. And only you can determine if that's true. Learning the guitar, I found hard. In fact, I found it so hard I quit multiple times. But the obstacle showed me the way forward when I understood that, you know, my love of the guitar doesn't have one thing to do with my ability to play it. My love for the guitar has everything to do with my loving to listen to or watch the guitar being played by folks who are really skillful. That's what I love. And I still do. So self-awareness as usual is the key. The better we can know ourselves, the better able we are to successfully confront our obstacles. And I would argue Without obstacles, you wouldn't know yourself as well as you do. We can leverage these obstacles. We do leverage these obstacles to learn things about ourselves that otherwise we would not know. We can think that we would do this or we would do that, but until facing it, we don't know. And by facing the dragon, we learn whether we are the dragon slayer or not. And like me, learning that my love for the guitar doesn't have one thing to do with me becoming a musician. So what are your obstacles teaching you? Are you looking for learning or are you just looking to complain? It shouldn't be this hard. You know, a bride can complain about how hard year one of the marriage is going, or she can be thankful for her husband and all the blessings that she has. She can dwell on all the wonderful things that result in being married and accept each one as a challenge, an opportunity to experience something new so that she can grow and improve. And not just on her own, but so that she can help her husband grow and improve and so she can allow him to help her grow and, and improve. So they together can grow. It's her choice. It's always our choice. For over 23 years, I've enjoyed the Yellow Studio because I dared to embark on something that I had never done before. I gathered other people around me who had a technical acumen that I did not, and I listened, and I asked a ton of questions. I spent countless hours reflecting on 
What do I most want and how do I want to do it? Every obstacle appeared before me in light of what I most was determined to do, and that was create. Namely, I wanted to create something that would document things for my young kids, for my family. I didn't have any profit motive. I didn't have any aspirations of building an audience. I didn't have any aspirations of being listed on any podcast platform. Rather, I was quite certain that nobody's going to listen to this until I'm dead. <laughs> my sole drive was to preserve some wisdom that had taken me a lifetime to learn in hopes that I could give my kids a leg up. Not that I wasn't doing that already in real time, because I was every single day I was attempting this, but now I was able to put some things down on record. The end of one thing can be the start of a different thing, maybe a better thing. Back in March of this year, March of 2023, the Yellow Studio 2.0, it ended. Now, it only morphed from 1.0 to 2.0 because there was an Aussie company named Rode, and they introduced this single contraption that would replace my expensive array of hardware. It was like 600 bucks. 600 bucks. I packed up the Yellow Studio, and I moved it to where I am now creating today's episode. Okay, well, kind of, sort of. Right now, I'm in Yellow Studio 3.1. Huh. And by the way, 3.0 did not last more than a month. It was, I don't know. 3.0 was an open room. It just simply wasn't going to work. And so I migrated to a, a large walk-in closet where the acoustics are awesome. No hardware change, just a location change, a room away. The obstacles, they were part of the process. I thought 3.0 would be a place for a while. I didn't have any idea that it wouldn't work till I tried. And after a few days, it was pretty apparent. Okay. This was not a good idea. This isn't going to work. You know, plan a may not be ideal. Don't get it in your head that there's only plan a plan plan. A may be, it may be good. The odds aren't very strong that it's going to be ideal. Sometimes plan M is way, way better. It's because of obstacles that I'm not fond of that whole burn the boats mentality. You know that story. True or not, I have no way of knowing. You know, some conquistadors or somebody's going to come and conquer the land and in order to prevent the troops from wanting to return back home, they land ashore and the captain says, okay, burn the boats. The metaphor is... Don't even give yourself the opportunity to go back home. Well, I think it's stupid. And I, I, it can't be proven that that's true, for one thing. It's a great story. But we may need the boats. I mean, you telling me that we won't have enough discipline to commit to our purpose, our pursuit, so we've got to trap ourselves into it? I'm, you know, I'm not sure what that's the kind of commitment I want. Uh, that just seems idiotic to me. I mean, what if this shore is not nearly as ideal as that shore that's three miles up the coast? And here we are, you know, the boats burn. And well, it's a shame we burn those boats because we could sure get up that coast three miles pretty quickly if we only had the boats. Don't get trapped by a culture that preaches foolishness as wisdom. 
you heard me, don't get trapped by culture that preaches foolishness is wisdom. We see it every day. I could give you illustrations, but you understand. Most of what we see, most of what we hear is colossal foolishness disguised as wisdom. It's not. It's nuts. My longer-term goal in ending the Yellow Studio 2.0 was to get to version 4.0. Got it? 2.0 to 4.0. Guess what? You, you can't get from 2.0 to 4.0 without first passing 3. <laughs> and you can't advance past 2 until you're willing to venture out toward 3. And without those, well, 4 is nowhere in sight. And four, four is what I was chasing hard. I'm still chasing it. Be thankful the path is not straight. Be thankful the path isn't linear. It would be great, we think, if we could just set our sights and we just went from point A to point B, and point B was way better than point, point A. Nobody's life works that way. Imagine it. Imagine living a life with no pushback. No hurdles, no obstacles. Imagine that nothing is difficult. Do you realize how unrewarding a life that would be? Do you realize what a curse that would be? I mean, what if I hadn't devoted myself to wooing Rhonda? I mean, where's the fun in that? It's not a given. Life and whatever our ideal outcome is, it's not a given. And we ought to be glad, glad and happy that we have to work for it. That we have to overcome things to figure these things out. Glad that we have to save our money. We've got, to, we, we've got to save our money to get these things that we really want. Glad that we have the time while we're saving to develop and grow these yearnings that we have. Because we know we got to wait for it. It's extremely powerful. It's extraordinarily beneficial for our development, for our growth as humans. And the fact that so few of us embrace it is killing us as a society. We don't want to deprive ourselves of anything. There's big power in obstacles. There's big power in deprivation. Appreciation grows, too. Some years ago, when I went from the L Studio version 1.0 to 2.0, as I said, the only difference was now for about 600 bucks, I was able to completely replace this whole rack of gear that I'd had for 20 years. Now a company had one piece of gear, single contraption that made my entire rack of equipment that I'd had forever and ever and ever obsolete. And all that cabling, all those wires, all those connectors, I made an appeal to you guys to help me go from the yellow studio 1.0 to 2.0. And guess what you did? You did, and it changed everything for me, for the better. I mean, for starters, so many people through the years had contacted me, and the number one thing that I would always hear from people is, okay, you're, you're, you never, you're not, you never are asking for anything. You're not selling anything. Why aren't you selling something? And I would sometimes snarkily say, well, I, what would I sell? What would I sell you? Other people, they would, out of the blue, they would send me a PayPal Sometimes it would be a really small amount. Sometimes it would be a more significant amount. Any amount I thought was significant. It would just come out of the blue, unsolicited. 
with a note that would say, you know, you never give us any way to support you kind of a thing. This road contraption, it was so extraordinary that I lost my mind. (laughs) I lost my mind, and I did something I had never done in years and years and years of doing this. I asked you to help me get this. And it felt oddly horrible and terrific at the same time. But it challenged me in all the best ways. It challenged me to see if I could elevate my game, to see if I could do better, even if by just a slight margin. Now, just here, the elephant in the room is talent. Talent is always the constraint. It will always be the constraint. I have never claimed to have very much. But talent was not in play at the beginning because I just knew what I most wanted to do. You were never part of the plan. You were a happy accident that I stumbled into, and I have been tremendously thankful that I did. Do you think my road contraption's value was enhanced or diminished by all that? Well, I can answer it. It was greatly enhanced. Now, the same company, they came out with version two of this same contraption, new and improved, and it was, vastly so, by the way. I saved my money and I bought one, and I use it every day. I'm using it right now. But I didn't sell that first one, that one that you guys helped me get. I didn't sell that one so that I could afford the second generation quicker. No, no, I'd made up my mind. I'm keeping this first one. It's special, sentimentally so, and I'm, I'm horribly romantic and I'm horribly sentimental. You guys helped me buy this. It represents value that other people placed on this little idiotic podcast that in so many ways is still just me speaking to a couple of junior high kids. Oh, they're grown up now. That's a whole nother story. But I'm still thinking of some junior high kids every time I hit that record button. And then there's you. There's all of you. I'm thinking of you every time I hit the record button. And there's those of you who contributed to help me buy that very first Rodecaster Pro. And I'm also thinking about those who couldn't or those who didn't. But those who dedicate their time, dedicate their attention by clicking play after I hit record. And had it been easy peasy, would any of us appreciate it? Would we feel as though we had accomplished anything? No, no, not likely. And you know what I've learned about myself? I've learned that I like hard. I like hard because anybody can do easy. It takes grit and determination to do hard, though. And hard isn't for anybody. Hard isn't for everybody. Hard is for those among us with a special resolve to find a way and to figure it out. For me, the drive and the desire was so strong to do this, to record this, I wasn't going to be stopped. Everything is hard until it's easy. Everything is slow until it's fast. And if it weren't so, then I fear I would never learn. I would never grow. I would never improve.
I hope you're glad you clicked play. I'd love to tell you that every time I hit record, I'm glad. I'm happy every time I hit record, but after I hit stop, eh, sometimes I think, yeah, I could do better. True confession, I am not plagued with perfectionism. That is, I don't go back and lament and go, well, I need to re-record that. I could do that. I could do that better. I'm not saying I've never done that. But historically, I don't do that. I think about it, and I think about it, and I write, and I write, and I take notes, and I think about it some more, and I think about it some more. And by the time I hit record, I feel pretty pumped and ready to roll. And I'm hoping that more often than not, it works to your advantage. I'm hoping first and foremost that mostly it works to my advantage and that I can feel pretty good about it. As I was thinking about this, some other things that I made notes of, but I really didn't go into it, but this whole notion of being valuable and providing value, that's huge. It's not that I didn't talk about it because it wasn't important. I just couldn't figure out quite how to go about it because it sounded a bit too self-serving and I'm not high-minded enough to think that I'm providing tremendous value but I'm trying I want to make some sort of a difference it's the starfish parable I'm hoping to make a difference to that one and I'm hoping you're that one that's good enough Well, now, Yellow Studio 4.0, it's on the horizon, and I'm planning something different, and that's this whole video blogging thing that's called vlogging. And I'm doing it because I'm planning on spending more time in this place that I love, in Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. And because the place is so spectacular, it just deserves a video component. I'm not that guy. I haven't historically been that guy. So I've been talking to folks and saying, okay, I want to do something super easy, but I really want to show off the beauty of this place. So what do you suggest? And it's going to take me about a thousand bucks. seems like a crazy amount of money, but at the same time, when you look and see what these things do, it's like, okay, I spent that much money on two pieces of equipment. So. And that was 20-some-odd years ago. So if you care to support me, just go to the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com. You can find it. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys. So far, the ride's been pretty great and pretty wonderful. And I hope that you're on a path forward. Learn from the obstacles. Embrace them. Keep moving. My name's Randy Cantrell. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio.